Can you hear me now? Yeah, brother. I can hear you now, brother. All right, brother. Uh, sorry, I was standing too close to the... Uh, for some reason, it was trying to connect to my car, so I couldn't hear anything. Once you oh, I'm sorry about that, brother. Well, you know something, brother? <laughs> Hello, brother. I just want to say to you, brother, I got a question for you, brother. Yeah, brother. You, <laughs> have you ever heard of something so stupid, brother? I have a habit of when I'm asleep, brother, I can immediately wake up and start my day, brother. And I don't need a buffer. Do you need a buffer when you wake up? For example, I, when you wake up, do you have to go, oh my God, I'm waking up? Or can you just open your eyes, get up, and start your day, brother? <laughs> <laughs> well, I need a little bit of a buffer. It seems the older I get, <laughs> the older I get, I need a buffer. But really, I'm brother? usually from the. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Captain Lou. <laughs> oh, there, brother. This is Hulk Hogan speaking to you, brother. <laughs> Look here, so, brother. So you need a buffer because I don't. Stephanie has been complaining for as long as we've been, you know, cohabitating and, you know, before you got married and married that, like, I go from absolute knockout snoring sleep to wide awake ready to go instantly. And I always tell her, I said, I think it's a uh, the protective instinct that a lot of men have where it's like, you know, back before we had houses and shit, you know, you hear a noise at the front of the cave or at the or the bottom or outside the hut, you know, the man, you know, he's up instantly. What the fuck is that? Got to protect the family. What's going on? And then, all right, it was nothing. And then you just go right back to sleep and you know, you're ready to go the next time something happens. That's what I said. Now, also, I can fall asleep instantly too. You know, I'm the guy that, like, I'll do, sometimes I used to do this as an irritator. I would lay on the bed, and as she's talking to me, I'll go, and as soon as she heard that sound, she's like, fuck, I hate you, because in, like, seconds, I'm out. And she can't sleep. She takes an hour, minimum an hour, before she can clear her mind and go to sleep. I've always been able to just fall asleep instantly. Now, in my life now, because of my pain, I can't stay asleep, but I can still go to sleep instantly. As soon as I close my eyes, I'm asleep within, like, a minute or two. My sister Felicia has that ability to just drop dead asleep to the point to where I thought she was narcoleptic for a while. <laughs> I shit you not. One time we were at a UFC watching a UFC fight and some friends, some friends that we met at the bar. It's back when I lived in Vancouver and she was just tagging along and uh, and uh, and I remember I think you've met him, Tim. He's like, what's wrong with your sister? And I, I looked to my left, and she was sitting up at a bar stool, completely asleep. <laughs> I was like, oh, she could just do that anytime. <laughs> if now that's bored, hilarious. If she gets bored, she'll just fall right asleep. Me, I can't, uh, I can't sleep like that. I mean, I can fall asleep quickly, but not like anytime. And it seems the older I get, I need a little bit of a buffer, not much of one, because from the time I wake up to the time I get dressed and get all my shit together and get to work mm -hmm. is less than 45 minutes. Like from the time I hop out of bed to the time I'm clocking in or already working about 45 minutes. Okay. I think that's pretty fast since I'm only, you know, my, my commute's only like 12 minutes at, at or at least at night because there's 
you know, no traffic. So there's no but, traffic at all when you go to work. Yeah, but um, I need just a little bit of a buffer. I, I seems the older I get, I can't just get up and start running. See, mine is that the alarm goes off, I hit the alarm, and I'm up, and it's like I'm I'm wide awake, ready to go. And Stephanie has, I think, three alarms that she has to have. One is across the room, so she'll wake up. And I'm like, I never understand that. I don't hit the snooze. I just, the alarm goes off, and I just, I'm I'm up, and I don't need to sit at the edge of the bed, rubbing my eyes or anything. I hit the alarm. Because you text, um, you know, we remember we have our thing at 11. Well, you text, and I didn't hear it, but I woke up, like, apparently right after you text. And I sat up and was walking around the room, you know, trying to get everything ready because I saw it. Before she could text me or yell at me to tell me to wake up, we got the thing to go. It was, it was like a, it was like maybe two seconds in between. She was like, I don't know how the fuck you do it. It is so creepy, and I hate you for it. I hate it. I hate the fact that you could do that. This is so fucking annoying. And then we went on like that for a while. And she's like, and the fact that you could fall asleep, the fact that you could just lay your head down and go to sleep, I fucking hate it. It is so annoying, and it makes me even angrier. Then I have, then I can't sleep, and now I'm thinking about that. And now there's even one more thing on my mind, and now I can't sleep even longer. Thanks. And I'm like, God damn. I don't know what the hell firestorm I set off, but I, <laughs> my brother, I we did think he was narcoleptic. When he was a baby, well, up until he was like a like a little like a toddler or a small child, he could fall asleep like he fell asleep one time at a restaurant at about I think he was like 13, 14 months, something like that, chewing his food. And he woke up chewing his food. He was just sitting there and then He's like, oh, this is this good food, food, food good. And then he just fell asleep. And he woke wow. up chewing his food. He can do, he's always been able to just lay down. Like when he stayed here when, after my grandma died, I forgot that he could do that. He, was, he laid down and he, I hadn't been around him in so long. I forgot that he does this. He laid down while we were talking and we were laughing one second. And the next thing I know, he's out. And I forgot that he could fall asleep instantly. And also, He's not like me. I snore. And he doesn't. So there are times when he's asleep where I'm like, is he alive? You don't hear anything. Oh, no wow. breathing, no nothing. But he's alive. I went over there and checked. One time he was asleep over here. I was like, is this little nigga still alive? And I poked him in his face. I was like, yeah, he's still there. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Not a sound. Not a sound. And he wakes up instantly like I do too. So, you know, I wanted to start off with a little frivolity before I before we jump into the to the deep dark stuff. Uh, uh Trey Nichols. Yeah. Now I wanna say this before we get started. Uh, I think it's Tyree. Tyree, it's Tyree, sorry. I thought it was Trey. It's Tyree Williams, not Trey Nichols. It's not Nichols? Are you sure? No, I mean, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm, not, I'm looking. I'm, not, I'm, look, I'm looking I'm at the article. I just, I just thought that's what his name was. was Tyrese Williams. Tyrese Williams. Okay, my bad. That, that's my bad. I wasn't like questioning. I was just like, are you sure? Because I thought I saw that, but whatever. Um, this was a hit, and I said that day one, with no other information other than what happened. I said this looks personal when I saw, heard about the beating. I, actually, I didn't see anything. I heard about the beating. And what happened? And I went, I think this is personal. And I remember my brother going, well, what do you base that on? I said, I don't know. I have a, I just have this weird feeling that this was personal. And now there's a rumor going around uh, the uh, social media universe 
that he was seeing. Oh, it's it? not a rumor. It's confirmed. Oh, it's it confirmed, confirmed now? Okay. It's confirmed. Yeah, he was seeing one of those cops' baby's mama, and he was sending pictures of the beating to her. Yeah, uh, he was currently dating uh, Demetrius Haley. That guy, uh, yes, Demetrius Haley. Yep. Yeah, he was one of the cops, and he, um, he, uh, Tyree Williams was dating, currently dating his ex girlfriend or his ex wife, yep. whoever his ex, his and ex, also yep. the mother of his child. Yep. And um, he, after they'd stomped him down. He took pictures of them and sent them to her. Like, yeah, what, what do you think about your boy now? I yep. guess was what he said in the text. Yep. And I told my brother that in all my years of being alive and the few fights I've been in and the argue, multiple arguments I've been, one of my biggest fears has always been to get into an argument or a fight with a dude who is an off-duty police officer. Because I know by law, once they're off-duty, they are no longer cops. That is written law. You are not a cop 24 hours a day unless you're undercover. So if you're just a cop and you're in the store, you can pull your badge all you want. If you ain't clocked in in your uniform and on duty, you're just a citizen and I can kick your fucking ass. Now, mm -hmm. that being said, my worst nightmare is to get into an argument or fight with somebody like that and most likely and not know and then get pulled over by them. Because at that point, it's it, 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 it lights out. Whatever they want to do, they're going to do. Because I you're 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 at you're at their mercy at that point because this one guy wrote it best. He said the police in America are the only people you cannot fight back against no matter what they do. He said you could fight it back against terrorists, you can fight it back against the government, you can fight back against anybody except the police. That is the quickest way they will kill you and they will be justified and they will move on. So this dude was getting whooped and he probably he knew why he was getting beat up and he knew he couldn't fight back. He knew he couldn't. He knew he couldn't fight back. He said, if I do, they're going to kill me. It's probably why he kept saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's happening? Can you stop? Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I knew that. I knew it was personal. It just felt personal. And then the fact that that black woman, she let that white boy cop hide off into the distance and she didn't report that he was part of it. She was going to let him slide. She was yeah, going to let him Preston, slide. Uh, so for people who don't know, people in Grand Rock, uh, Tyree Williams, a uh, black guy, was beaten to death by five, well, six. Uh, because the white guy's the one who tased him. When the guy ran, he saw he was just going to get beat. He tried to run. White guy tased him. Preston, his name is... Uh, Preston, got his name right here. Hemp Hill, Hemp Hill, Hemp Hill, and he tased him, and he's the one that yelled out, "Stomp him!" And then the five black officers beat him to death. I mean, he was alive when he got to the hospital, but he died because of the beating he received. Now, and real, uh, real quick, I don't mean to interrupt, but real quick, what did you say his name was? The white guy? No, no, no. The the, the guy who got beat to death. Tyree Williams. I'm looking on Google and it says Tyree Nichols. I know I'm not I'm not fighting you, trust me. I, just want... uh, I don't think you're fighting me, but it's look at any other article. Look it up okay five okay. more times. You're gonna find Tyree Williams. Okay, I got five. I'm looking news. at a news 
article right now. I know. So Tyrese Williams. I'm looking at Fox News, BuzzFeed, The Guardian, Commercial Appeal, ABC News, TMZ, Politico. Okay. Wikipedia. Uh, Tyrese Nichols or Tyrese Williams, either one. I'm looking at uh, Williams on this article. I just want to make um, sure we get the brother's name right. That's all. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, so I'm, not, I'm not fucking with you. This one time, I'm not fucking with you. All right. I <laughs> Any really other time, I'd be with fucking you. with you. Right now, I'm not <laughs> fucking with you. I just want to make sure we get the brother's name right. All right. Um, so we'll save Nichols because I'm looking at one article. You should be looking at five. Yeah. Uh, and the one I'm looking at says Williams. But Nichols, they beat him to death. Mm-hmm. Apparently, one of the cops had a vendetta against this guy, and it was a personal thing. Yeah. Flat out. What, cr- what really gets me is he's black. It was just, it's just, it's just like a lot of shit going on with this case because it might be the beginning of the end for cops delaying. Uh, firing because yep. these guys with within forty eight hours they were yep. fired and charged. Yeah, now are, can do that. How yep. many times have we seen white cops take? They take a year of paid leave, administrative leave, mm-hmm. uh, and then another year for for for, for co- while they investigate. Yeah, uh, then there's a fucking trial. Look at George Floyd. That took almost two years to settle. I know it did. Yeah, it two did. fucking years, and we have. Evidence, video evidence yep. of a fucking murder, and it still took two years. These guys, the black cops, not only were they fired swiftly, they were charged swiftly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and of course, the one white cop, uh, they let him go quietly until it came out, uh, until there was an uproar on the internet about what about this this sixth guy, the white guy. Who was part of this? See, social media is a bad thing sometimes, but other times, boy, it saves the day. It shows that they were trying to hide this white dude. They were trying not to charge him. They knew he was there the whole time. But they they got they got the black dudes, they got what they wanted. They're like, okay, now it's still quiet down, but they forgot. Social media is here time, baby. This ain't the 90s no more. You can't hide that shit no more. You can't. You cannot hide. And they had body cameras on, there were other cameras. They even said they don't even know why he was pulled over. He didn't break any traffic laws. He didn't break That's any insane. traffic laws, man. This was, and I, I just insane. knew, I just said to myself, this is personal. I just didn't, I don't know why, but my gut just said personal. And I told my brother that, and he couldn't wrap his head around it at first. And then as the case, as the case went along, he finally went, you know, I think you're right. I think it is personal. I said, dude, I, I would have been the greatest detective ever because I felt it from the jump. I, the way they beat him, just the looks on the, just, just, just the way it read. Why would five dudes need to jump on one dude and continuously beat him like that? Nobody, yeah. nobody resists that badly to get beat to death. And, 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 and it wasn't like, yeah, and they said, well, he shouldn't have run. Why did he run? Because he knew he was going to get killed. That's why he knew. He knew he didn't do anything. He probably recognized the one guy. It's like, this guy's been fucking with me. And when it it just, and even let's say he did do something. Doesn't justify what they fucking did. No, no, it doesn't. And also, have you noticed? Ain't heard shit from Candace Owens. 
Not a fucking word. Not one word. She ain't defended these cops. And that's the one thing, Boys in the Hood. And I keep telling people, I'm writing online to all these people, y'all need to watch Boys in the Hood. And remember that, remember the black cop, uh, yeah. uh, uh Winston, yeah. not Winston Duke. God damn, it's the wrong, wrong Duke. How, uh, how dare you? I know, it's the wrong Duke. Uh, whatever <laughs> you know, that, he, that actor, I forget the actor's name. He was in a movie I really liked, uh, John Carpenter movie. He was, uh, he was a scientist in this movie called Prince of Darkness. But ever since I saw him in Boys in the Hood, he just, I kind of like my cousin who she, to this day, she can't. She can't uh, watch Danny Glover without getting pissed because of the way he was in Color Purple. That guy kind of, he did too good of a job because every time I see him, I just hate him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, for me, you know who that is for me? Paul Reiser from Aliens 2. Oh, really? <laughs> I couldn't, I never found him funny again after Aliens 2. <laughs> never thought a joke he did was funny after that. I was like, you piece of shit. You fucked over everybody on that ship. And when he died, I remember cheering like a like like a like a just a, just this rah rah screaming when he got killed. I was like, "Fuck this dude!" I think I was like thirteen when it happened, and <laughs> and the older I got, the more I got into mad about you and then his stand up routine. And I never forgave him for that role. And he even talked about that in one interview. I think it was with Jay Leno, where he said there are people that still hate me. This was like 10, 12 years later. They still hate me for what I did in uh, Aliens too. I could them. be wrong, but I think on one of the last episodes of um, On Mad About You, um, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am because I used to watch that show too. It was one of those weird TV shows. I want to get back to our topic, but oh, I know, I know, we don't want to we'll sidebar. Yeah. It's a sidebar, but uh, it's one of those weird shows that I was so not the demographic, but yet I watched every episode. Like that was Golden Girls was another one. I used to love that show. Don't know why. Matlock was another one. But anyway, there was an um, episode where they, he was with his wife, at the you know, Helen Hunt, on the show. And they were in, like, a restaurant. and Or, no, they were in a grocery store. And uh, um, the cashier was just really short with him and and the guy goes did i do something is there a problem here and and the cashier's like you know what you did you know what you did <laughs> and he's like i'm sorry he's like you know what you did and he said he, he couldn't like say that you know aliens but he said something about like oh Ripley. oh i gotta get it with that they, uh, they, they alluded to what that's he hilarious did that's funny yeah he, he caught was... hell for that dude i mean because <laughs> it was dude I've seen that movie since, and it is such a slimy, oh god, yeah, dirty, evil performance. I thought he should have won an award for how shitty he was, dude. I mean, he was awful. I haven't seen a betrayal like that that that, that didn't belong in the WWF or E. You well, know, it's kind of it's like one of those type of betrayals, man. It's kind of like the kid from the Game of Thrones show. Uh, uh, he, oh god, what was his name? The little king. Uh, but he was such. I know you didn't watch Game of Thrones, but you talking about Joffrey or something like that? Joffrey, God, he was so hated, even in like real. He left acting because yeah, he of did. That. Yeah, he did. I read about because people. He he's that. like he like I. He's like I, it's a role I played. Yeah, you know, I'm not really. <laughs> I'm not really like. I'm not really that guy. <laughs> well, Shatner ain't Captain Kirk, but he is Captain Kirk, dude. Sorry, I just. Yeah. I, you know, but the guy's name is Bill Duke. I looked him up, so that's the guy I'm referring to. Not Winston. No, 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 no. Bill Duke is not yeah. that guy. Bill, that's not him. 
No, 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 no. But the guy from uh, from Poison Hood, that was Bill Duke who played that cop, if I'm not No, mistaken. it was not. It was not. You sure? I, I am positive. I, uh, I follow Bill Duke's career. Before. I follow Bill Duke's. No, I wasn't wrong. I I, okay. I follow Bill Duke's career. Bill Duke is also a director. Yeah, he I know was him. not in Boys in the Hood. He was in uh, you. He, Bill Duke was the detective in um. Uh, What's the name of that movie? Uh, Minister Com- Society. He's in Commando. That's what no, he was of course, also in. Yeah, but your favorite the, crappy movie. It was, it's a great movie. It's a great bad movie. It's awesome. It's so quotable. No, I, Bill Duke was not in Boys of the Hood. Okay, hold on. You're not going to win this. I don't hold know on, why you on. even try. I don't know why you even try. No, I'm just, I just, I want to double check just to make we'll sure. Double check. Triple check. Yeah. I wrong. am. What did you say? <laughs> what movie did you say he was in? Uh, Bill Duke was in Medicine Society. He was a, right. he was a police lieutenant, or, you know, he was a police cat. He was a detective. And when the guy's, uh, were caught. He's like, you know, he fucked up, right? That, that was that was like his big quote. But he was not in Boys in the Hood. That was because, um, like I told you, that cop, that black cop, guy, the black cop was also in Prince of Darkness, and he, God, what was his name? But I haven't seen him in much since then. He was, you know, he was an older guy. It but, looks uh, like his name is Jesse Lawrence Ferguson. Uh, that is him. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's him. That's him. I'm looking at it right now. Jesse Lawrence Ferguson. The reason why I haven't heard from him, he's been dead for four years. 2019, oh, really? he died. Yeah. Oh, okay. How old was he? Uh, I don't know. Let me check here. It doesn't have a doesn't have a birthday yet. Uh, 1941. So whatever oh. that is, my brain is uh, not working. Seventy. Seventy-seven. Yeah, seventy-seven. Yeah, Jesse uh, Lawrence Ferguson. Yeah, the mustache. I'm looking at the picture right now. The mustache. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, like, a, so that's what, Damon 150, Marcel 2? Uh, <laughs> if you count <laughs> if you count the brothers' names. That, okay, we just talk about movies. You're right. That's probably you, 120, and me, maybe three. I'll give myself yeah. three. Now, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not two. I'm three, motherfucker. I'm at least <laughs> close to five. And, and halfway to ten. All right, I'm almost it's halfway just, to five to halfway to ten. All right, so fuck you. Just, I'm not like that I far said, off. like I said a couple episodes back. It's just when it comes to movies, it's pointless to argue with me. It's just yeah, pointless. Yeah, it's like basketball. <laughs> that was your analogy, and I have to admit yeah. it was the proper yeah. analogy. When it comes to hoops, you sit down and be quiet, and let the master talk. When it comes to <laughs> movies, there are times where I most of the time I say ninety nine percent of the time I need to just sit down and let you speak. So, as long as we have the dynamics understood, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. We're fine, but I'm still going (laughs) to chime in my opinion, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, chime in all you want, you know. As long as the people know, they know the truth. Oh, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, I I, I knew this. I I just just can't say it enough. I told Stephanie last night when I got confirmation um, on the, um, on the, uh, that they both worked at FedEx. And at that time, the rumor hasn't hadn't been completely confirmed that he was actually sleeping with uh, that that dude's wife. But it was confirmed that they both worked at FedEx. So I was like, yeah. oh. And I went, God damn it. I actually, and I, I kind of hate myself for doing this, but I actually celebrated being right. And I hate it when I do that oh, the, sometimes. Oh, yeah. You, you don't want to be right about that one. I know. <laughs> I, I can't. The thing is, there are so many times in my life where I have been right about terrible things, 
and I've celebrated because I was right and no one thought I was right, but I'm celebrating because I was right. And it's like, I feel so bad afterwards. And I felt bad after this too. I was like, God damn it, Marcel, why are you happy you're right? Because I was right. And in my head, my ego screamed, because you were right, nigga. That's why you're happy. You were right. Tell everybody, let everybody know how right you were. Yeah, but this is so terrible though. This was a hit. Why are you happy you called it a hit? It's like, cause no one else saw this but you. You saw it immediately. It's like, oh, for the love of fucking God. I, I had to make my ego sit down for a minute because I felt bad that I was right, but not but, terrible. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, this is the end of that prolonged bullshit. Oh, I because, hope it is, dude. Now, here's the because, other thing, though. Before, before you go, real quick. I want to know if that department had a union. Because my brother kept keeps telling me that most police state uh, places don't have unions. He said, "Okay, okay, I, it's funny you brought this up." Okay, uh, Shell and I had this exact conversation uh, when we were watching the news about this, and okay. I looked it up, and I was like, "Well, you know, she's like, they need to fire them, and why? Why is it always so hard?" It's like, "Well, because they hide behind the union," and she's like, right. "Well, they don't. They don't. Not every." police station has a union and i said yes they do and then i looked it up and then i looked it up again um of the united states 89 percent of departments 89 percent have a union wow i didn't know me and my brother have to have a little talk today man i didn't know it was that fucking high he yeah, makes it seem like it's like 50% of them is the way he was talking. He said 50 well, or 60% up, of them have unions. So if you're right. I looked it up, I looked it up uh, state by state and 89% have a union of some kind. See, and that's and, the problem with firing them is the union makes it almost impossible. That's why I wonder if these Memphis cops were in a union because if they were in a union, you even with all that evidence, that rapid fire they did with firing them and charged them would not, could not have happened. The union would have stood behind them and said, no, you got to give them due process. And that could have taken months, weeks. And that's why I want to know, was there a union involved? Because again, this would make me believe that the unions don't need to be individual based. I think that there should be one giant police union that is overseen because they have too much power. It should be overseen by the federal government and the federal government should, should negotiate unions should be easier to fire bad cops it should be easier to keep bad cops from getting rehired and it should be easier to prosecute and charge bad cops that should be part of the union i'm not saying anymore that they don't need a union you know you kind of talked me out of that because i understand how good you have it and a lot of people who have unions have it i get it but i think that the feds need to oversee the unions and it should just be one police union oh, not just individuals look- yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be more difficult. Is every state has different laws? And it's just like, um, like I'm in local 162, and in the same, you know, the, every year uh, there's like a unions uh, day. You can get in if you're a union member for free at like the, the Oaks Park, you know. So yeah. I take Eloise, and there'd be all different kinds of unions there, and they all have like, okay, perfect example, uh, UPS. Uh, employees and the mechanics that work for UPS have two different unions and two different contracts. And the, the, the uh, mechanics contract is garbage. I mean, we, mm-hmm. they, they talk about it, but we're under the same umbrella. So they, they have like a, they should have something for all the, you know, like a, a, a nationwide thing 
at least some check and balances that have to stay the same no matter where you go. Right. Because yeah. these are people that can take your life. Yeah, with no repercussions. Oh, and I just looked at the Department of uh, Department of uh, Justice, the updated version, because I was like, I maybe double check, and it is uh, some unions have been busted up, so now it is down to seventy six percent. Go okay, yeah, it's seventy six percent. See, and my brother worked in a place where there was no union because he used to brag to me over our years of debate over police procedures and and getting fired and all that. He would talk about how, you know, we fired this cop, we fired this guy, we did this guy, we did this guy. And I'm like, yeah, but you have no union. Stop bragging. You yeah. are at will, just like it's like me working at a, a retail store or something. It's not a braggable thing to say I fired them. That's not braggable. That's yeah, like a beautiful have, why, like a, why were they hired? Yeah. <laughs> why and was this I, cut early? Yeah, then I talked to I was telling my mother about that the other day, and you know. I had to remind her that she was like, well, I don't think they can pass the psychological test. I don't know how they get. I said, mom, the psychological test is a bunch of bullshit. It's easy to pass. That's why you get these lunatics in here. I said, my brother had to uh, fire a guy uh, the minute he got his badge. The minute they, and I've told the story already, but it, it still falls in context what we're talking about. Right. So the minute he got his badge, the first words out of his mouth were, I can't wait to kill somebody. That's insane. Yeah, let that sink in. Those were his first words. They put it on him. He swore it oath, threw his hat up in the air and said, now nah, I can't wait to kill somebody. And he meant it. He That's meant insane. it. This is why you can't. And they also have to start. And he, fight, he fights me on this, too. He thinks that it's too long. But I say it should not take longer to learn how to cut fucking hair than it does to become a police officer. No, it, it it takes longer to be a become a barber. Yeah, that's what I mean. Does, yeah, than, than it does to be a cop. You can be six, a cop in six months. You can be a full yeah, cop. Yeah, six yeah. months. That's bullshit. In some parts of the world, I think Germany, it's four years. It's like four years in Germany. But Germany's small. Oh, yeah. Germany's like the size of California, so I get why you know they can. And you like, have to you take know. so many, uh, uh, like de-escalation classes and learning how to not not pull your weapon on on on, on a you know as a as a first right like i saw this video in this asian country i want to say it was like thailand or something where this mentally ill guy he burst in the police station with a with a blade in his hand and he was just he was having a he had a fucking meltdown and the cops just sat there and looked at him one cop was sitting on the table and he kept looking at him and he kept talking to him. He's like, hey, man, what's going on? And the guy was like, oh, oh, he was just rattling off. It sounded like he was just having a really shitty day. And within five minutes, that cop talked him down. Guy put the knife down. Cop gave him a big hug. And they sat him down on the bench. And they didn't cuff him or nothing. And then they took him to, to, to the hospital. The end of the thing was they took him to the hospital to get mental health treatment. All I know is in America, that dude is, that dude is full of bullets. He would have been dead. He would have been so dead. Full of bullets. <laughs> Full of bullets. They, every cop in there would have unloaded their gun into him. And they would have felt justified. No one would have even thought to talk to him. Try to talk to him about white, black, Asian. It don't matter. They have and that, that whole thing about officer safety first. Bullshit. That didn't used to be a thing. No. It used to be, this is part of your job to put your life on the line. Now it's not. Now it's not. And I don't like that either. 
If your job, according to the Supreme Court, is not to protect and serve because it's not, according to the Supreme Court, they could watch a person get raped and keep driving. Their job is law enforcement, not yep. to protect and serve. They don't have to help you. And that's that that's been proven, Jack. And then I got into this argument with this dude the other night. We we're talking about uh this one lady was a passenger and she didn't want to ID herself because she's a passenger. You know, she's like, the test stop's not with me. Guy, the guy said the quiet part out loud. He said, Well, I don't know if you're wanted. He said, Well, um, she said, I'm not, so finish with the driver and leave me alone. Dude ended up yanking her out of her car and beating the crap out of her, which is what cops always do. And this guy said, well, just give her the license and call it good. And I said, no, I have rights, damn it. I'm not going to give them up. Yeah, well, wouldn't it just be easier to do that? I said, you know, it was a black dude. I said, you know, white people started a war over the price of fucking tea. It's no wonder why white folks have all the rights and will fight and die for them while black folks don't have shit. Because the people like you will just give in, you know. You give in to the small things, you might as well give in to all of them. Yeah. You know, it's like you've got to draw a line somewhere. The police can't do whatever they want to do. There are boundaries. They're like, well, they're a passenger. They have to identify. The Supreme Court said so. I looked it up. No, they don't. As of June 7th of 2022, you do not have to identify if you're a passenger unless the cop can articulate you have committed a crime. Now, if you're as little as having your, not having your seatbelt on, that's enough. He can ID you at that point. But your seatbelt's on and you sitting there quietly, he ain't got, he can ask, you can say no, and that dude on. Yep. And like, uh, my favorite is like, they want, they take your, they want to take, you know, the person driving's ID, which, you know, make, okay, whatever. But then the passenger too, hey, I'll just see your ID. No. 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 I'm not part Absolutely of this. not. No, Go I'm not part yourself. of this. That's what I, I I remember when I got pulled over that night, uh, over that trash bag. My mother swears I didn't tell her the story, but I, I did. And I've told it a million times, so I'm not going to rehash it. But the point of it is, I had three passengers in the car. Man, they shined the lights on all three of them. Well, they yelled and screamed at them to give their ID. And the girl I dated with Dayton was this Palestinian girl, and she was hot. I mean, she was so angry. She was like, fuck you. I'm not giving you nothing. And I'm like, oh, dear God, baby, you got to calm down. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to have to fight all these cops if they put their hands on you. Please calm down. And she, she was so mad. I am not fucking giving you nothing. Fuck you. And she just went nuts. And they and they finally walked away. This was before cameras. This was in like 1998 or 99. They could have easily have put beaten us all and put us in a ditch and no one would have known. You know, the back in them days where there were no cameras, no nothing. They could have just killed us all if they felt like it. Right. But, you know, the point is, they knew they couldn't get the ID from her. And they were somewhat decent by not forcing them all three of them out of the car and, and just taking it. And then I saw this other one where this dude got robbed by these cops. Literally, they robbed him. They said, we're going to take this money and count it. <laughs> and it was like it was like his rent money or something for a couple months. And it was like $8,500. They only reported $1,600. He said, man, I knew wow. as soon as they took it, they were going to rob me. And I was like, yeah, I had a cop try to rob me. One night I was pulled over. I was sitting there in a car talking to this girl. We were over by my old school. It was like maybe 9 o'clock at night, and I was telling her about my school. And, you know, this is where I went to school. I was showing her Fabi and all this stuff. And cops said, yeah, we got to report. Your car fits the description. You know, that old bullshit line. Fits the description of blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I get out of the car, and it's like freezing outside. And I keep putting my hands in my pants pocket. And I'm like, she's like, the lady starts screaming at me to get my hands out of my pocket. I said, I said, I said, I said, look, 
didn't you just pat me down because she did? She said, yeah, I did. Then go fuck yourself. I'm putting my hands in my pocket because it's cold. You know goddamn well there's nothing in there because you just frisked me. And she's like, well, whatever. And then she decides to pat me down again. She grabbed my wallet this time, opened it up, and pulled the cash out. And I start screaming, oh, so you're fucking going to rob me. Is that what's happening? No, 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 no. I was just trying to see how much money was in there, you know, so just in case. And she counted it back to me. It was like 200 bucks. And she started counting it back to me. What are you fucking touching my money in the first place? She was going to rob me. She was literally going to rob me if I hadn't said anything. And I'm like, this is why I can't stand them. This is what I was trying to tell that black dude on, 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 on TikTok the other night is that they have no bounds. This is why I love the First Amendment auditors because these cops think they can do whatever they want to do. You yeah. cannot trespass me if I'm not committing a crime in a public place. They act like they can. No, you can't. They don't even know what illegal, illegal detainment is. You ask any cop, well, I don't even know what that means. I can't illegally detain you. I can do whatever I want. Indiana has gotten so bad with the police that they just passed a law that if there's a no-knock raid and the police don't have a warrant and or don't identify yourself, you have every right to start shooting through the door. Good. You can kill them and nothing will happen to you. You will, you will be a law-abiding citizen if they do that. Is one cop said, you're going to have cops quitting. I said, why? Because you have to follow the rules now? Because you yeah. can't just kick in a random door because you fucking you feel like it. You're gonna quit now. This is what this is what you this is what you think is good that you could do whatever you want to do. My favorite was a few years back, because uh, yeah, there's a big campaign to stop the stop and frisk, which is really yeah. just harass black and brown people. Of course, it was. that's all it was. Yeah, and uh, there was that big push to end it, and then when it did end it, the cops were like, "Well, we're gonna go. We're not gonna." Well, you know what? We're just not going to do anything. We're not going to stop. We're not going to frisk. We're not going to. We're not going to pull people over. And for a month, they didn't do anything, and the crime actually went down. Yeah, it dropped. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I thought that was just karma. The crime just dropped. They didn't do nothing. I mean, crime just went away. It dropped. <laughs> I think it dropped like fifty percent when they stopped doing that. You know, and I was like, I don't know why it happened that way, uh, but it did. Crime dropped by 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 a huge margin. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you gotta. It's like I want to tell these cops. It's like you gotta understand. You guys aren't as useful as you think you are. Okay, you, you, you aren't needed in the way that you think your society will not collapse if you all disappear tomorrow. Society will get a little worse, and then it'll correct itself. Because at heart, we're not all savages. At heart, we most we mostly know what right or wrong is. We would be fine without you guys. Truly, I truly believe that. I don't think they're... I have called the police once in my entire life. And that's only because it was either call the cops or kill my brother when he was in one of his manic, depressive, bipolar mo mo uh, moments. And it was only two choices. Either I'm going to kill him or I'm going to call the cops. And I chose to call the cops because I did not want to have his blood on my hands. And that's it. 50 plus years on this planet, I've called him once. What makes you think I need them? Right. Really? You know what I mean? They don't. You know, I, I mean, they don't. I don't. I don't understand why they think they're the they're the they're the wall between civilization and chaos. And without them, we go right to chaos. Like Jack Nicholson, you want me on that wall? You need me on the wall, motherfucker. We'll find another way. You haven't. All police have not always been around. Societies work just fine for thousands of years without you. 
and we'll go find without you again. We don't need you. You know, you're not brain surgeons. You're not lung heart transplant surgeons. We don't need you because you guys have no boundaries. We need federal oversight on these guys. And then I want to say this, and then my brother even agrees with me on this one. I think that for all police shootings and things of that nature that are really high level, the local DA does not get to choose what case to prosecute. They're off the case. You bring in a Fed. The reason why you bring a yeah. Fed in is because the Fed has no skin in the game. Yep. Fed doesn't have to answer to these people. He's never going to see them again. Let's go by what's, what the facts are. Exactly. They'll look at the facts and go, yep, we're charging this officer. Bring him in. And they go and they do it. They don't have to see the guy every day at work and have to figure out how to work around his friends. They're like, I ain't here to make friends. I don't know none of you. So fuck all of you. You, he did this, she did this. I'm charging him. End of discussion. And I also think we need special judges because some judges are obviously pro cop, obviously pro cop. We just need judges whose job it is to judge these cases, to just come in. This is your, you judge these cases on the West Coast, East Coast, whatever. And this is your purview. You do this. And it'd be a Fed who doesn't answer to the state, who doesn't answer to constituents, who's not elected who's appointed and then i think it's easier now that again it could backfire because you could get a real conservative judge who's abnormally pro cop that no matter what the cop's gonna walk because there are people like that like that dude uh oh, yeah. who shot walter johnson i think that's his name the brother got shot in the back it was one juror who said i don't care what a cop does i'll never find him guilty of anything yeah. and that's why it took two times to get him now i want to move on to something more Happy. Oh, I have one, I, absolutely. But before you do, uh, another thing in the news okay, happened, go ahead. Sure. Uh, and I'll, then we'll move on. Okay. But because um, we spent forty minutes on cops. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's an only an hour show. It's supposed to be an hour show. Anyway, um, uh, as of last week, I forget the exact day. At least in California, and it's starting to spread in other states. Uh, cops can no longer flag uh, fly that thin blue line flag. Good uh, with the American flag anymore, and, and this happened in California first, and some of the cops are all pissed and this is bullshit and you know all that you know whatever. But there's a, the, the LA's police chief was like, "Look, uh, I get why you want the flag up to stay and all that, but it's been tainted." He's like, just like, you know, like the swastika was net was started out. Wasn't a bad thing, but no. it got hijacked, but it got hijacked by Nazis. And now it doesn't mean the same thing. And he's like, so it's the same thing. Uh, too many bad cops, too much bad shit. Or you didn't say bad shit, but too much bad stuff from cops. This is tainted. It does. It just it has a different meaning now to, you know, some people it's just uh, you know thin blue line and others it's injustice and protect cops and cops first and everyone else second so it's, it's gotta go it's gotta go oh thank and I, god I, and i hope that spreads like wildfire because fuck that oh god yeah i don't understand i, I never like that thing anyway i never like that blue yeah, line around that around their badge and the flag i never understood because it's they act like they're a a a a, a culture a, a, an ethnicity a race of people you're a fucking job. Yeah. You're a job. 
And I, it's like, I'll never forget Jack McCoy on Law and Order was arguing with uh, <laughs> the great Jack McCoy. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I love the dude because I've always thought that if every DA was like him, there, the justice would be a little more blind. You know, because oh, yeah. he, he never hesitated to, pre- to, to go after cops. Never once has he's like, fuck it, they broke the law. I'm coming for you. I don't care yeah. if you got, I don't care you've been here for 100 years on the force. Fuck you. I'm coming for you. He looked at, I think it was um, uh, Benjamin Bratt's character who was bitching about how hard the job was. He walked over to him, looked him dead in the eye, and he said, then quit. Yeah. And what did you say? He said, if it's too tough, quit. Nobody's making you do this job. Nobody's put a gun to your head. Walk away. And the character got just angry. And I'm like, why are you mad? He's right. He's right. If it's that tough, walk away. But you know what? You can't because you enjoy the fact that that little tin, that little tin badge gives you power to cut lines and to get free coffee and donuts and to tell people to give them their your ID and to slap people around. I mean, think about it. I asked this dude on, online the other day. I said, uh, I said, okay. Uh, you 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 believe that we're supposed to capitulate to all cops' orders, right? He's like, yeah. If you want to make it home that night, you do what the cop tells you to do. I said, what if the cops raping your wife? Cop says, hey, better back up, sir. I'm a police officer. What are you supposed to do? He said, oh, now you're moving the goalpost. I said, no, I'm not moving the goalpost. You got to understand something: big crimes, little crimes. Like I said earlier, they got to abide by them all. And guess what? Didn't hear from him again. It's been all like been like twenty hours. I ain't heard name. Heard not a rebuttal from that motherfucker. And I'm like, I know, I knew he wasn't gonna respond after that. It's like you don't get to say you could do all the little things. That's like letting your child get away with all the little things, which are more than the few big things that they do. And then you explode on them for the big things. What do you think the child's gonna do later on in life? Child's more than likely gonna hate you <laughs> because it's not gonna truly understand what's happening here. So wait a minute, I can do all this other shit, but I do this big thing and you want to kill me. What is happening here? What about consistency? You know, if I can't break the rules, I can't break the rules. At least be at least be consistent about it. And that's all I want is consistency with these cops. No, you can't kick my door in if you don't have a warrant. Double and triple check the address. And also, if you know you have the wrong address, apologize and leave. You don't yeah. just stay in the house. I saw one where they said, oh, shit, we got the wrong address. One cop said, uh, might as well search it while we're here. And Get they the searched. fuck yeah, out of here. It is. I said, I wish I had sent it to you. Yeah. I said, well, might as well search the place. And they tore the place apart and left. They knew they were in the wrong place. Piece didn't care. Shit. They didn't care because that badge is like, they turns them into, into Superman with their invulnerabilities. They know there's no kryptonite out there, but they can do whatever the fuck they want. They can do whatever they want, you know, and they don't leave. That's the other thing. I've seen so many videos where they are, where their business has been conducted and the owner's like, all right, you can go now. That's when they act like little kids and go, I'll go when I'm ready. And they'll just stand there. They'll just, they'll just stay there. It's like, what is happening here? Or where they put their foot in your door. That one always oh, gets me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the one where it's like, dying. Yeah, because they know if you close the door on their foot, that's assaulting an officer. Or if you go, if you kick their foot out of the way, now you've assaulted an officer. Now I can arrest you. It'll just sit there. It'll just sit there. So anyway, uh, all right. 
On to something nice. <laughs> One of the reasons why I did the Hulk Hogan thing, I wanted to do that first, but I, I kind of got sidetracked because you couldn't hear me at first. Um, you know, he had a back surgery, according to Kurt Angle. He can't feel anything from his hips down. He has Kurt to use Angle cane can't? Down. No, Hulk Hogan can't. Oh, really? They cut a nerve to leave you. The pain was so bad, they had to cut a nerve and he can't and he can't feel his legs now. Nothing, nothing below uh, the hips. Nothing, no feeling at all. Wow. And I'm like, are you joking? And I also I wonder if that's all those years, and it has to be because he didn't wrestle like Mick Foley and those guys did. But all those years of the leg drop landing on his tailbone, yeah, fucked up his back. That's that was his I finisher. He so he'd do it. Probably multiple times a day for decades. Yeah, multiple times a day, multiple times a week, month, you know. And it's like well, I wonder if that's what did it. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past it. Uh, like um, perfect example. Uh, you know, one of the reasons I didn't go into package car driving is one of the uh, one of the um, what do you call them? One of the package car drivers. It kind of talked me out of it, and he was like. He's like, you, you're going into driving? It's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go start driving. He's like, well, before you do, and this is a guy whose ankles, he walked like, remember uh, Hank Hill's dad? He had fused uh, fused uh, shins. His shin was fused to his feet. I think so, yeah, yeah. And he walked like he had peg legs. Well, he kind of yeah. walked like that because this guy's ankles were fused because he had so many, you know, hip and knee problems. Anyway, uh, Oh God! Yeah, he was like, "Look at every driver that's put any real time in," and he was just pointing them out as we're just standing there, and you know, everyone's starting to shift. He's like, "These guys jump in and out of that truck hundreds of times a day for ten, fifteen, twenty years. It takes a toll on your body." Yeah. And after seeing it, I was like, "Holy shit, he's right!" And uh, I um. Oh God! I I didn't, I did, for, that, for that very reason, I was like, "Oh shit! I don't think I'm gonna do it. I don't think I'm gonna go driving." And I, I, I decided not to. But um, that, that is so a hell of a imagine. Too. Well, yeah, but yeah, yeah they well, make a lot of money. Yeah, they they do they do pretty good. Feeder drivers where it's at, uh, and that's where you drive the big rigs, and that's what I'm doing later this year. But um. That's another. That's that's an off the mic conversation. Anyway, yes, yeah, yeah. I was saying, come um, on, man. That's, that, that's off the mic. Come on. Um. Uh. So I can imagine if you're jumping like he would jump as his finisher is the leg drop. Mm-hmm. You just you know, and these guys look seven feet. He's like, well, at the time he's probably close to seven feet, over three hundred pounds, putting that kind of pressure on your back and tailbone, two three times a day. Not to mention practice and. And warm up, mm-hmm. decades yeah. of it. Absolutely, I could totally see that being a case. Being the case, even Stone Cold said his uh, the stutter has has made him uh, his legs a little queasy. You know, uh, from dropping on his butt. He said he, he said people don't understand man the, the ring. And I've been on a wrestling ring before. Most most people have never had the, the privilege of actually being in a wrestling ring. Yeah, I've been I have. Before. I've been in them. And yeah, it it's bouncy, but it's not like a, no. it was not. It's not like jumping on a mattress. No, that shit hurts. Yeah, that shit. Taking hurts. bumps, I can't. Im- I took a bump just to see what it felt like, and it knocked the wind out of me. Yeah, and they had to do that every day. Yeah, 
God only knows what kind, what kind of match where they might have to do 15, 20, 30 bumps, real bumps on the mat. Imagine yeah. having a German suplex on that thing from Brock Lesnar, three, four of them in a row, and you got to keep hitting that thing and getting up and keep hitting it and getting up. Hey, that shit could that shit could send you into another reality, man. I mean, people well, don't like understand Triple what H. They do. Triple H's move. Uh, the what was it? The, what was his move called? Where you he... talk about the, the pedigree? Pedigree, which he just jumps on his knees because no one's you know the whole thing, the way they're supposed to sell it is that you know you're driving their head into the mat, but their head doesn't right. even come close to the mat. It's his knees yeah. taking that hit. His knee. He says, you know, he says, I you know fuck my knees up doing that. Of course, what do you think for... Tombstone does? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it gave doing like um, uh, when the Undertaker gave Stone Cold the tombstone and accidentally actually gave him a tombstone, and they had to take out one of Stone Cold's vertebrae. He says he's no, no, he Owen, Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Owen Hart. You're right, but no, 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 no. I'm talking about the Stone Cold because uh, there's a match you can watch him walk away, and uh, he he must have did it to Owen Hart too, but he did it to Stone Cold, and Stone Cold's. An inch shorter because of it. They had to take his take a disc out. Yeah, because Owen Hart's the one that damn near killed him. And if this, this must be a different one, because Owen Hart's the one that's famously uh, almost killed Stone Cold um, in the middle of the ring. He gave him a. It was the raw Stone Cold. Oh, I, oh, 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 oh. Okay, it might have been might have been Owen Hart that that gave him the gave him the tombstone. But I but yeah. it was. Okay, I thought you were saying it was the uh, Stone Cold that, or it was Owen Hart that, that received it because because no, no, no. uh, you see the match and he's you know Jim Ross talked about it. He's like he tried to walk out. You see him, he looks like he's drunk. Yeah, and he was just like he, he said to uh, I forgot who carried him out, but he's like you got to carry me. I can't walk. I can't can't feel my legs. And they yeah. had to walk him out of it. Yeah, it's like and what I think happened. I've I've watched that a thousand times and I keep wondering. If it was an error, how bad of an error it was, because I felt like that it was it was an ash drop tombstone, and but Stone Cold grabbed him around his waist, and when you do an ash drop from all the wrestling I've seen, you when the guy does that, you grab him around your the knees so that you can get your hands down. So I wonder who was the, who miscommunicated, Owen Hart or Stone Cold on what kind of move it was going to be because he, he didn't he didn't grab him right. That's why his head right. was hanging down. If he'd have just grabbed him behind his knees, he'd have been able. His hands would have taken the, the the brunt of everything. He'd have been fine, you know. But you know, or watching Brock Lesnar do the uh, what was it the that that thing that he did at WrestleMania in Seattle, uh, the, the Shooting Star Press, where he landed fresh, fresh on his forehead. I thought he I thought he'd paralyzed himself. I was there live. I thought he paralyzed himself. I was like, oh my god, this Jesus. is it. Brock Lesnar's dead. I was like, that's it. He's done. There's no more Brock Lesnar. And somehow he got up. And you talk about shorter. Superstar Billy Graham had so many injuries, he lost six inches on his height. Six, six inches. Full inches. You watch Superstar Billy Graham when he's younger. That man is a that way is a walking door. But you see him later in life, you're like, what the hell? You're just a normal sized dude. They had they had to cut him up so bad. It's like, man, wrestlers pay the price, man. They don't, I don't like it when people call it fake. The only thing that's not real are the punches and the kicks. Everything it's else the, uh, is yeah, real. The, yeah. And, you know, yeah. And back when they used to do chair, chair shots, you know, it's like, yeah, a chair. Yeah, it's predetermined. I mean, we yeah. discuss who's going to win, but if you get hit with a chair, you get hit with a chair. Yeah. You get thrown <laughs> I mean, off the ring. Do... You get thrown off the ring. At the ring yeah, they, man. they don't do that anymore. 
later decided to stop doing that chair shots. Yeah, but, uh, that's why. It yeah, but it's, no it's, yeah, I always hated to hear that. Oh, it's just, you know, those guys are fucking, they, there's a reason you rarely see an old wrestler. There's a reason they're dying and they die like at 40, 50 years old. Yeah. And, or and, or right. younger. That's why every every one of those Bill Maher types, man, who or John Stossels, you know, who makes fun of them, deserve to be slapped in the mouth. You know, I I just I just hate those guys, man. It's like you you never you never ask Vin Diesel about the fight scenes he's in and make fun of that stuff because and it's a movie, but you make fun of wrestlers who do it, and it, it's it's the equivalent. Except Vin Diesel has a stunt double, Chris Jericho doesn't. See the difference? Yeah. <laughs> Everything you see Vin Diesel do this dangerous, that's somebody else doing it. Everything you see Jericho do this dangerous, Jericho's actually doing that. And he's only got one take to do it because it's live, baby. He don't get the yeah. fuck up. That's crazy. And now the other thing is, uh, Dave Batista has finally given up on Bane. Uh, James Gunn told him, uh, I love you. Thank you for Drax. But uh, no, we're not going to let you play Bane. Oh, he would have been a good Bane. Oh, he would have been. And he knew it, too. That's why he made that final pitch. We made one final pitch to him. And I think Gunn told him no because they don't know when Bane is going to show up because the new Batman Part 2 with uh, Patterson is not coming out until 2025. Oh, and yeah. And Batista's already like 54, 55, 53, somewhere in there. Yeah, he's, he's, 52. he's 52. Yes. Either way, he ain't getting no younger. And no, I think that's part of the reason why he told him no. It's like you're not getting any younger. It's like if you were 43, why not? You know, you're you're young enough to continue doing this. You can stay in shape, all that stuff. Great, but you're in your 50s now, and this might be eight years before Bane shows up. We're not going to have a 60 year old Bane, 58 year old Bane. You know, it's just not going to happen. So yeah. we're going to get somebody younger. Sorry, uh, Dave. And I think he would have been great, you know? I, I really do. I think he would have been a fantastic uh, uh, Bane. I think he could have given Bane substance. I think he could have given Bane a real... Oh, yeah, because Bane, strength. people always think... I always hated... Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Breckenheimer's Bane. Just a mindless idiot. Oh, that just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess because... Bane was known to wax poetic about shit and get like just real heady and wordy, and then the, just the, the boil him down to just a mindless thug. It's really it was upsetting. So it's awesome that um, I, I I'm so glad Gunn is behind the wheel on this. It's just going to be so much better now that he's in the DC universe. Brother, I want to be with you on this. And the only problem I'm having right now is this. If Gunn, and I, I, I want to verbalize this correctly. I, I, I like everything Gunn's done, but this is so big that I really wonder how much of a final say he's going to have because you know the executives are going to want to get their little pieces of shit in there. Well, here's and, the thing. And that uh, really worries me. It's dude. so <laughs> funny you say this. Uh, Gunn is very active on Twitter. Okay. And what's cool about him is that if there's any rumors, he immediately goes to Twitter and goes, says what's true and what's not true. Okay. And the only way he would have taken this job is if he could do what he needed to do to make it a cohesive. You think they would – he's killed like four different things that were supposed to happen in the DC universe. Just around the gate, 
money they already mm-hmm. invested in shit. And he's like, either I get to do it the way you want. You want to be like Marvel? Either I do it the way I'm going to do it, or I don't do it at all. I don't need you. You need me. I'll be fine. I can do other shit. I I totally. The one he <sighs> talked about when he first got in there, uh, and what he's planning on doing, and he says he's gonna, you know, he's just gonna, you know, make. He's just gonna do what he needs to do to make it a successful thing. I don't think he was getting in his way. Okay. I don't think he was going to get. I don't. Oh, you know, will time will tell. But I don't see it happening because they want. You know, they they pursue. They were trying to pursue Gun for a while. Yeah, and I know. I think, and he, he, it was nothing. He wasn't moving a needle either way. And I think the only way he was going to be able to do do it is if they, they let him do it the way he says. Now, he said that they gave him, you know, carte blanche to do what he did. He brought in another guy to help him facilitate. I forget mm-hmm. the guy's name already. But um, he's doing it his way. Man, I, I hope it stays that way, dude, because the executives end up ruining a lot of stuff. Because it's like you say, when you first told me that, I didn't, I didn't understand that. And then I remember going back to WCW when it was sold to AOL, and that's when WCW died, was the AOL people started to put in their little two cents on what wrestling should be and who should do this. Yeah, everyone wants to get their fingers in there so they can say, I did this when it's a success. Right. Uh, But when it dies, they blame one person. They blame, well, it wasn't me, it was this guy. It's like, yeah, but I took your advice. Well, you shouldn't have, you know? And and that always, always, ever since you told me that and it became part of my general knowledge base, it, it just starts to worry me when I see something positive happening in Hollywood and then I keep thinking, but will the people behind the scenes that I don't know find some way to get in there and ruin it? You know, as I just, I just, I just can't stand them hiring someone, giving them all their confidence. But then again, they just step and they start saying, well, maybe you should change this dialogue or it's kind of like when an actor gets a juicy role, but decides to tell the person who wrote it, I don't think your character would do this. It's like a Tom Cruise or an Edward Norton stepping in and, you know, going, I don't think they would do this. Yeah, but I wrote it, and this is why they accepted it for this reason. Yeah, but I think the character would do, it's like, look, man, I, I don't want to argue with you, dude. Can you just do it this way? No, I think we need to do it this way, you know, because I'm the actor, I'm playing the character, and it's like, I just, 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 just let them do what they're supposed to do. Well, one thing I know they like more than uh, getting their hands in there is to make money. And if he generates a lot of money, which I feel he will, the guy just, he's, this is his wheelhouse and he's finally in the position to do what he wants to do. Uh, yeah, I don't think is. they're going to, if it ain't broken, it ain't going to, you know, if the machine keeps running, they're just going to leave him the fuck alone. It's like Disney, same thing with Disney with uh, Foggy. Foggy doesn't fuck up. I mean, and, and he, you know, he that is a machine, a well-oiled machine, and they don't fuck with it. They let him do what he needs to do. Oh, did you get the thing I sent you on Joe Rogan and his father? I didn't know they feuded like that. And that's that's is, way that's a bad break, but I just it just oh wow well, yeah I don't he is like blindsided me. I have no idea what you're talking about. I haven't seen. Uh, it. I saw a video where where Joe Rogan has been just was it was an older video where he was just late 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 laying into his dad. Uh, called him um, all yeah. kinds of names, and then his dad, who's eighty-one, responded with other of Joe Rogan's siblings, who said Joe Rogan's lying about everything that he said. 
And I don't, and I just the first I've heard of it, and I know you follow Rogan more than I do. Is I don't know. Well, he has he has his birth father, and then he has his stepfather. He calls his stepfather his real father, and him and his mom left his um left his dad, and they moved to the because you know because Rogan's a East Coast guy and Boston, and his parents, his mom and him moved to. Uh, San Francisco, where they met, or somewhere in the West Coast, somewhere in California, where they I think it's San Francisco, where they met her, 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 her now husband and uh, his stepfather. He says that's the guy who raised me. The other guy's a piece of shit because he used to beat him and his mom. And the siblings that are probably speaking out on this dad's behalf, mm-hmm. on his birth father, are probably his half siblings because they're his kids. Oh, because he has a sister with the uh, that he, you know, he has a sister um, with, you know, that his, his older sister that was him and his mom mm-hmm. that, that him that he shares, you know, his mom's kid. But uh, I think they're probably his half siblings because he speaks always speaks highly of his stepfather. OK, yeah, because it just popped onto my face on my uh, TikTok feed and I was like. I didn't know there was any animosity with Joe Rogan and his father. I just, that was news to me. And I don't know a lot about Joe Rogan, but I would have thought that that would have been something that had been in, been bigger in the lexicon of my knowledge base on Joe Rogan. I was like, I, I did, I had nothing. And the only reason, I think the reason why I found it is because I saw a video of that uh, Southern comedian Theo something. Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. Did you know his dad was 70 years old when he gave when when, when Theo popped out? Yeah, Theo Vaughn is like you're he's like I, I'm not a big fan of his comedy and he's a little too hillbilly for me. Yeah, he uh, is because yeah, I know is. guys like him, but I mean he's trying not to be as ignorant as he comes across this, but he's he talks about he's like real live hillbilly. In fact, that's why he keeps his mullet to kind of stay connected to his hillbilly roots. He said he said as much. But he's like he's from like the Appalachian Mountains hillbilly. He said he went to school with a guy who who barked, and the guy clearly has mental issues or you know something was wrong with him. But oh, that's just crazy so and so. He loves to bark at people, and no, you know, it's undiagnosed. Guys, an adult now still does that kind of shit. But no one, you know, they're just in a in a place where it doesn't matter. He. He's, He's so like he is real hillbilly. So he's he comes probably from like, probably inbred and all that good stuff. Well, he's him. not. He's oh yeah, the guy he's talking about, not Theo Vaughn. No, that's what I'm he, talking about. That guy. Yeah, Theo. He feel, I think he's got something like ten siblings. They all lived in. A, he said he had a, his one of his best friends. Uh, uh, was a guy that had like like five or six siblings. or six. It was like five or six siblings plus the mom and dad and the grandparents, and they all lived in a one bedroom house. Wow. Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah. I, That's so disgusting. Yeah, yeah. One bathroom. <laughs> oh, that's awful. I just so, did but, I, so, seventy but, years old though. Really? His the but his, his the baby mom. His mom's thirty two. That's a hell of an age gap, dude. How do you yeah, know? How to, yeah. That that is hillbilly shit though, man. I mean, that's yeah, not even. 100%. Then again, Mick Jaggers was seventy three and. He became a dad again at seventy three. The dudes from uh, who did the song "Rock Steady," uh, one of them became a dad again at seventy 
72. I think it was 71 or 72. Became a dad again. And I'm like, you know, I get it that the man can become a dad at any time, but nigga, 70 years old? I mean, you know, in, in a lot of ways, though, I, I guess I can say it from this way why, because I can understand. If you have no legacy and you didn't, don't have any kids and you have an opportunity at 70 to get a, a, an heir out there, all right, I get it. It does. It fuck sucks to be the kid, but I get it. You know, you want to have something out there, PCU, to keep living. I get it. But, Gross. dude, dude, no thanks. What the hell, man? <laughs> I mean, seventy years old. And the other thing that I thought of was Bret Hart. Bret Hart is married to this black girl who's thirty years younger than him. I had no idea. They were showing wrestlers and their wives. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Didn't know that at all. That blew me away. I did not know that she's black and she's thirty years younger than him. And they've been married for I want to say twenty years, fifteen, twenty years. That long, really? Yeah, it's been a long yeah, they've been together a long time. So I guess it's gonna go the distance because you know Bret Hart's gotta be almost Bret Hart has got to be pushing seventy, I would think. Well, let's find out. Um, Bret Hart is 65. There it is. Yeah, 65. I figured, I was like, I figured he's, he's got to be close to 70. So he met her when he was probably 30. How, wait, if she's 30 years, and they've been together 20 years, how old is she? I don't know. I, I I saw thirty years. I could be it could be twenty five years, but I thought I saw thirty. I know they're deep in the. I know they're deep in the over twenty. I know that for a fact. They're over twenty. So he was forty five. Let's say he's forty five when they met her, and uh, she could have been like nineteen, eighteen, nineteen, because that sounds about right. You know, eighteen, nineteen years old. Stephanie and, Washington is his wife. Yeah, how old is she? Married. Uh, well, they've been married since 2010. Oh, okay, so it's been 13 years. Uh, yeah, 13 years, not quite 20. Okay, yeah, I knew it was been a while. In, they met in Calgary. She's also Canadian. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. No, she's not. They live in Calgary, but she's from San Francisco. Yeah, Bret Hart ain't gonna live nowhere but in Canada, dude. Come on, man. He's a god in Canada. I wonder what the last time Bret Hart had to pay for anything in Canada was. <laughs> Besides, like, you know, rent and shit, you know. And he, he probably gets free meals everywhere he goes in certain parts of fucking Canada, man. That's a goddamn hit, man. <laughs> and you know what? I, I, I loved him, but I agree with Ric Flair in some ways, though, that he was one of the most boring champions that, that we've ever had. I Well, it's before the Attitude Era. It's kind of hard to justify how exciting it is without, you know, a bit of nostalgia. Like, I, I can watch an old Attitude Era match and still enjoy it. I watch some yeah. of those older ones, and it's so milk toast. it's kind of boring. I hate I the, the, it's, it's kind of, I know it's sacrilege to say, but it's kind of fucking boring. No, I agree, you know, unless it's like, you know, Macho Man and Steamboat or, or oh, yeah, and yeah. Iron Sheik or something like that, you know. But a normal everyday Saturday night main event back from the eight, late 80s, really early 90s, you're like, ew, what am I watching? But the mm-hmm. Attitude Era just changed wrestling forever, and it was only like for five years. And, yeah. And then it went into... But it was wrestling. must-see TV. It really was. Absolutely. It was, a, it was a weird time. 
Wow, yeah. Bret Hart is worth seven million. Good for you. I'm not surprised. I just, I just, you know, most of the old rafters are, you know, broke. So I just, it was good to see that he actually, you know, kept some money. Yeah, he uh, got that fat contract from uh, WCW. Oh, that's the last thing I wanted to talk to you about because I know we're probably on the edge of getting ready to leave. Um, I argued with this dude online about the screw job at Montreal, and I told him, I said, look, I believe it was a work, and I will always believe it was a work, and you can't convince me otherwise. And the dude wrote back, he's like, well, why do you say that? I said, look at it from this standpoint, and which I'm sure most of you wrestling fans haven't. Vince McMahon's sole reason for doing what he did is he didn't want Brett to leave with that belt uh, from that pay-per-view and possibly not show up Monday. You guys got to understand that the belt is a prop. Why did Vince just not walk up to Brett after the match and go, give me the belt? And have Undertaker and a few other people behind him in case he said no. Take the belt. Said, I'll see you Monday. Brett shows up Monday. Brett says, I can't work here no more. Gives the belt back to Vince. Everybody's happy. Or if Brett doesn't show up, Vince has his belt. Brett didn't do what he wanted to do. I've got the belt right here. And now we move forward. That's why I said it's the work. Or he could have put somebody else in the match instead of Shawn Michaels. He could have put the Undertaker in there or anybody else in there. So... Here's now I'm not I don't have a big dog in this fight, but it does make sense that it was an actual screw job because everyone knows even even Hulk Hogan, who was a big Jim, uh, Jim who's a big um, uh, Vince uh, apologist, mm-hmm. said Vince likes to end careers. He likes to make sure it ends on his terms, even if it's in your favorite he wants to be the one that said he allowed it to happen brett wanted to go to wcw right vince didn't want him to do it he was he was pissed that he was doing it because he was more money Mm -hmm. and uh he's like can i win my last match it's in my hometown he Mm -hmm. said yes and uh i mean i watched that i remember seeing that and he spit in his face and i mean i don't see vince doing that I mean, it, and it was like, I don't know, I, it just seemed real to me. It I know, but I, if, but think about the way I described it to you that first scenario. Yeah, don't you that think way that makes logically? sense, too. I, I, I think that makes sense, too, but I don't think that that was a work. I just don't. I mean, the way it went down and the fucking bad blood for how long it went on, I don't know. Well, here's the other thing that I, that I threw in there. I said, think about what else happened. Bret Hart walked into WCW with more babyface love than he had ever had before. And then, to top it off, Vince McMahon, who had just been outed as the actual owner of the company, because before that, we everybody thought he was just an announcer, but now we know he's the owner of the company, and that was the beginning of of the Mr. McMahon character, which led into the Attitude Era. So, if you look at it from the outside and you take all those factors in about what they could have done, should have done, and then what happened to everybody's careers? Dude, it was a work. Plus, it's wrestling. We, granted, somebody yeah, somebody I, said to me once before, it's wrestling. You never know. You, you will never, ever, ever, ever know what's real. You just won't. I, yeah, I get that carnage. too. And I'm like, but, the same, but I don't know. I just haven't seen acting that good in wrestling since. So I, that's one of the reasons I don't think it was faked. Only other time I was like, shit, I don't know. 
I don't know if this is real or not. And then comes out years later, you find out it was. Remember when Mark Henry was uh, sexual chocolate for a while? I do. And he was dating Mae Young and all that shit. And yeah, then yeah. One, yeah. And then he talked about his sex addiction. That's why he went to sexual chocolate and he started crying. And uh, I was like, man, he's, he's doing a good job. And he, when he, you know, they do like, they talk about old matches stuff. And this is like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, I was really battling with a sex addiction. And those are the real tears because I was pulling from real shit. And they decided they, you know, they asked, could, could we make this an angle? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Because he was already getting, uh, seeing someone about his addiction, his sex addiction. Wow. And uh, and that's why he, you know, because remember, he disappeared for a while and he came back as the strongest man in the world. Yeah, he, I remember he, that. He, yeah. he, said, he said he did that. He went, uh, that's where he channeled that energy into like getting healthy and working out and getting stronger. And I was like, wow, I, that, that makes a lot of sense. So I, and I, that was the only other time other than the screw job that I was like, man, you can't fake this. This feels real. And yeah. uh, those are the only two times I could say, honestly say, I didn't know because the line seemed so blurred. I didn't know if it was real or not. I'll give you my two. CM Punk's pipe bomb fooled me. Oh, that's another one. I, I'll admit, I'm mad enough to admit, he fooled the fuck out of me. I thought that was real. I really did. That was a word. Yeah, they yeah. Fooled, yeah, they fooled me. One. I that forgot guy was about back that. in the wrestling for six months. I was back in the wrestling for six months because I really thought he just lost it and just said. But he it. does. He did have to st- disdain for uh, for Vince. He said yeah. he was on uh, Mark Maron. He's like, yeah, I, I don't like that guy. But he is a good businessman, and he did get me to. He said, "You can make me the villain as long as he's, you know, he's like, it's all business for Vince." He's like, yeah, he's yeah. like, I, he's like, I'll say it on the record, I do not like him, but I can't, I can't deny his business savvy. And the other one was when Mark Henry, Mark Henry again, when he when he faked retirement and then uh, World Strongest Land uh, John Cena. I actually oh, thought yeah. he was retiring that night. I was like, oh, my God, Mark Henry's putting on. I was like, oh, man, it's the end of a great career. And then he holds up. They hold, hold each other's arms up. And then he just pounds. I was like, you motherfucking <laughs> Damn you it. son <laughs> of a bitch. You got me. I was like, those are the only two times I can think of where I was just taking in hook, line, and sinker with whatever they were doing and didn't even think could this not be real, you know? I, I, I thought Mark Henry was actually retiring. And I was like, oh, man, are the memories. I mean, yeah, sexual chocolate, the nation, all this other bullshit. And then, no, that's not what's happening. No, no not even a little bit. No, no, not even a little <laughs> bit. You son of a bitch. I hate you so much. Great job, though, Mark. Great job. Like, I think Mark Henry has the chops to be a Dave Bautista-type actor after seeing that. I was like, I think. Yeah, because the guy, uh, he, had, he fooled me. He fooled me. Yeah, you know, but then again, I never thought Batista would be this good of an actor. But who knew? He, yeah, I, I've I've watched Batista since he was the dude holding the charity box for a uh, a uh, uh, Devon Dudley. So Devon Dudley, he was the deacon. He was the, yeah, deacon, the deacon, the De- Batista of uh, the Deacon Batista. Yeah. Or yeah, Deacon Batista. Yeah, I've been watching him that long. So I've seen his entire growth pattern and 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 and, 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 and you know everything from beginning to end. And I just never saw him having these types of chops. But the but what he's taught me is that acting is one of the things that you can do 
if you really put your mind to it because there's nothing physical about it. You don't have to grow tall. You don't have to be strong. You just have to be able to channel emotions on call. And if you could learn to do that, you could be an actor. Now, some people could do it better than others. Uh, but Obviously. Yeah, like the rocks is shit. But you could do it. It's something that can, that, that can be done. You know, it's not and and I hate this. I hate oh I've said it before and I'll say it one more time that we gotta go because mm-hmm. uh, we're getting close to that time. But wrestling is acting. Yes, it is. Yeah. Chris Jericho talked about and, that too. And, and and a good and a good a good wrestler will probably transition into a good actor because they have to do they have to have one shot to get it right every night. Yep. They're just you know it's it's and it's, it's just physical play, play work they're doing. And it's yeah. just, you know. Yeah, you get one shot at it. And if you fuck it up, guess what? We're live. As, as What did he say to, uh, what did he say to, uh, oh, God, what was it Jim Ross said to um, uh, the big fella, Psycho Sid, when he was cutting a promo and wanted to do it again? He said, hey, can we do this again? We're live, baby. <laughs> he had to cut my back. It was one of the greatest moments ever. And everybody in the back is like bursting into laughter, trying not to get on camera. You can see guys shrinking down, covering their mouths because he fucked up on live TV. It's like, dude, you don't get a second shot. Yeah. You don't. And that's why I. I well, it's kind of like the time that, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, it's like that old that old clip where, where um, Booker T called. Call Hogan a nigga. <laughs> We're coming for you, nigga. And then he's like, you can see the look on his face. He's like, oh god damn it. And then the, the manager, she's like, she's like, she's patting him like, it's all right, it's all right. We'll just get through it. Yes, yeah, it was sensational, Sherry. She was like, it's okay. yeah, it's all right, man. Just calm down. We'll oh, that was so funny. That was so funny. As soon as he nigga. said it, everybody kind of, kind of cringed, and he was like, oh fuck, I'm fired. Like, all right. I'm, I'm, fired, too, right? I'm, too ghetto. <laughs> I'm done, aren't I? It's like, uh, yeah, if you weren't Booker T, you'd be fired. Am I am I fired? <laughs> That's a look he had on his face. Oh, I fucked up, didn't I? <laughs> oh, oh, all right, wow. folks. Oh, no, wait, real that, quick no. before oh. we before we head out, I want to I want to say one more sure. thing. Uh this this came across the news feed. I, I I keep my news on while we talk just in case something that you know pops up. up. Yeah. Uh the two men say that one of the Memphis police officers accused of killing uh, Mr. Nichols pulled a gun on them. So one of the officers has already been accused of, of, of like pulling a gun on somebody else. Uh, pulled a gun on two people at a gas station, apparently, in 2020, where a car suddenly surrounded them. Uh, they had been smoking a little bit of weed, blah, 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 got scared, and he pulled out his gun. He said, I'll blow your face off. It was the one, Emmett Martin Jr., the one with the beard whose eyes look like he just don't give a fuck about nobody. If you look right. at their pictures, Emmett Martin looks like he don't give a fuck about nothing. This dude has them eyes, man, where it's like, I will kill you, I will kill your family, and I don't care. I don't care. I hope, I hope they all do hard time. I want to get. I want that one dude to get the death penalty. The one whose whose baby mama was uh, being dated by him. I want him to. Get hey, let's hope. Let's let's hope. And then they get. They need to get that that sixth guy, that white guy that uh, managed to slip through the cracks. Uh, well, I don't. They're gonna. They're, you know, almost gonna. Oh, he ain't slipping through the cracks no more. They, he's been outed by social media, man. He wasn't going yeah. nowhere. They they can't they can't hide him, man. That's I, like I said earlier in the podcast. Can't hide these guys no more, man. There are cameras yeah. everywhere. 
everywhere. There's, you can't hide these guys no more. End of discussion. They're, they're, he is going to prison just like everybody else. How much time he does, nah, I don't know. But he's going to go to prison. That's just that. That's the end of that. You know, these guys yeah. threw their lives away because their homie was pissed off because somebody's dating his his baby mama. I, really, I'm not helping you. If you got mad at me because if you got mad at Heather because she was dating somebody, you called me and said, "Man, we need to go whoop this dude." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, is he beating Heather? No. Is he is he bothering Eloise in any way? No." I'm not, what are you talking about? What am I supposed to do, man? I just want to show her, man, that she can't be dating nobody, man. I tell you to go fuck yourself and jump off a bridge. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not throwing my life away for that. Now, if you tell me he's molested uh, uh, Eloise, well, let's go, let's oh, go roll Jesus, him in a ditch. Let's go put him. In oh a yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask. I'm just uh, the less people know, the better. I'm killing him myself. Yeah, but yeah, well, I don't, I don't have that kind of jealousy. I, I just don't get it. But the, obviously, we're not trying to kill people. Uh, so, you know, these guys, I just, I want them, Don't make no I sense. want them all to do hard time. I want, and I hope the next time the cops pull this shit, it gets, it's just as swift. Yeah. Just as swift. Yeah. That's all I want to, man. All right, man. Let's, uh, let's go for the cut us off, man. Do you think- all right, folks. We will see you next week. Uh, um, yeah, I got nothing. That's it. Cops that's and it. wrestling. That's their whole episode. <laughs> that is all it was, wasn't it? A little, bit of, a little bit of Batista, some Batman. Yeah, cops and wrestling. All right, all right everybody. Peace out. See ya.